Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Rachel, Bridget, Liza, and Tony. Hi, guys. Hey. Howdy. How is everyone? Pretty good. Good. How are you? Doing Pretty right. good. There's a lot of interesting news out this week, so let's start. Um, let's start with Rachel. Go ahead and tell us about something that is very sad to me. I'm going to maybe have to have Liza play some sad music. This is sad to me, too, because um, I'm going to talk about the Plaza Restaurant at Magic Kingdom, which is my, honestly, it's my family's favorite restaurant. Does it have the best food at Disney? No. Um, Is it the best themed? No. But it is... um, it's a small rest. It's a small restaurant in Magic Kingdom, and it has a view of the castle if you're sitting by the window. And th- to me, the food's consistently good, and we always look forward to going there. However, they have now changed the menu. Ugh. So, yes, back in 2018, they went to have on a lunch menu and a dinner menu, which kind of messed with me because I love their cheesesteak sandwich, and it wasn't on the dinner menu. But if we ate there for dinner, um. Sadly, I've eaten there, or I don't know if it's sadly or embarrassingly or whatever. We have eaten there so many times that the manager knows me. And so she Ugh. would always let me go ahead and order the cheesesteak sandwich, even though it wasn't on the dinner menu. Well, now they have, they no longer are going to have a lunch menu and a dinner menu. And they're just going to have one menu. Um, they have the appetizers. They only have four appetizers now. They're ke- keeping the wedge salad. However, they're getting rid of the cheese. So it's now vegan. Um, they, they're continuing to have the plaza loaded fries, which lots of, that's, that's a, what, and probably the appetizer that's most known and the plaza is most known for. And then they have a soup and a lobster fried green tomato. Um, those are all the appetizers you have to choose from the entrees. They've got a herb, do you say herb or herb? Herb. Herb. Okay. So I said it right. Okay. I said it right, but it didn't sound right when I said it. Er, an herb marinated steak. They are keeping my cheesesteak sandwich, thank goodness. They've still got the meatloaf. The meatloaf has been around for a long time. But they have messed with the burger. And instead of a regular burger, they used to have a plaza burger and it was just a cheeseburger. And it was great and it was good and you knew it was consistently going to be good and it was fat. Now they're putting honey barbecued beef brisket on it. And they've incre- increased hmm. the price to $22. Um, they're, wow. they're keeping the brisket mac and cheese in the Plaza Club, the lobster cub, cob salad, and bangers and mash, and that is all they have, folks. So they've really reduced your options, and um, I, I, in a way, I feel like they've dumbed it down. I think when they added the fancier items back in 2018, one reason was this restaurant is not a place to go on the dining plan. You know, you can go, you used to could go and get a burger for $16. Well, I would rather go pay $16 there than pay $16 at Cosmic Ray for a burger and have to wait on myself. So that's why we started going to the plaza because the prices were very compare, were, you know, you could compare them to the quick service restaurants and it was just nice to get a break in the air conditioning. Um, And some of the prices are still, you know, the sandwich, the cheesesteak sandwich is 19, the club is 17. So it's not a good use of your credit. So I think that's why they increased the options at one point, but now they've um, reduced them. Yeah. Did you, but did you see what they did with your meatloaf? 
My so I guess loaf. I guess the meatloaf used to be served with uh, two big onion rings, and they now serve it on mashed potatoes. Like mashed potatoes has been is now like a staple in every dish. Well, yeah, they, it's a filler. They, I I read somewhere where they're even going to do mashed potatoes with a cheesesteak sandwich. You don't eat yeah, mashed potatoes. That's a French no. fry side. Wait. That's ridiculous. Who would eat that? I don't know. Well, I hope that's not true. I'm like, or chips. fries or chips, you know? Exactly. Know. And the worst tragedy of all is that they took out the fried green tomato sandwich. And that was the best thing on that menu, in it my opinion. It was the best thing. So now we've lost two things that I'm going to have to have a eulogy for. The fried green tomato sandwich at the plaza, avocado toast at the wave. I'm... Yeah, those upset. were two really good items that they got. I mean, the, the avocado toast at the Wave used to be one of the best deals on property. You got a thick piece of bread. You got a bunch of avocado, a poached egg, some bacon, a little bit of cheese, basically a green salad on top. It had everything. It was like a full meal. Now it's, these, it's a slice of bread because we just had it um, with some avocado spread on and some pumpkin seeds. It's actually not bad, but I mean... It's not $12 worth of avocado toast. It's like $4 worth yeah, or I less. Saw it. it looked pretty good. Do, do you know bad. what I like to do right now? What? I like to poke poke the sleeping bear. Hey, Liza. Yes. Did, did you know Illuminations is gone too? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. I'm, I'm really upset. <laughs> well, I mean. So bad. But. But the other thing about the fried the fried green tomato sandwich was like literally one of the best things on the menu they had there. And it was just it had been on the menu for quite a long time. And what I don't get is they they have bangers and mash on there. Like, I know, are there like, a lot of Americans who are like, I'd like some mashed potatoes and sausage? Yeah, like I need my bangers and mash, please. Like nobody is like people lining up for this are they are they taking these surveys and saying right. you know i need this bangers and mash in my life no mm-hmm. no they're not there's an, i mean okay maybe chris that there's not enough people that understood the fried green tomato sandwich and i can it just i can weird. believe that yeah you know and i get that because the first time i ordered one i was hesitant and i was a little nervous about it but then it was like the best thing ever and then i'll never look back but then they took it away from hungry bear in Disneyland. So then I was like, okay, well, I have it here. Now it's gone here. So am I just going to have to bring my own green tomatoes and fry them myself? Well, the closest that you can get to it is now the fried green tomato on with lobster. I don't want That's that. on their appetizer. It's actually pretty good, Mm-mm. but it's not quite the same. No, so. no, it's not the same. Disney okay. tries to say they're, they're streamlining the kitchen. I, mm. I I don't know. It's not like they offered, you know, 70 different options. Yeah. They just had like a really good, really consistent meal there. And like Rachel said, you could go in there and get, you know, you could maybe pay $22 for an entree when you're paying 18 over at Cosmic Rays, but you get to be in a quiet place and sit down and have people bring your food. Um, I will say that, you know, it, and it wasn't, I I don't know if they were having issues with that restaurant because, you know, they tried a lot of different things. They tried reservations and they took that away. Then it was walk-up reservations kind of mixed in. I could never figure out when it was available, to be honest. But I don't know. I'll still go back because I like the location and I could probably just eat the cheesesteak. I don't know. I don't know. No, I just don't know. I'm sad. 
Yeah, they're still offering breakfast. And I recently had clients eat there and they said the breakfast was very good there. I haven't had their breakfast, but you know, it, the other perk as well as, you know, it's, it's smaller, the capacity is 99 people and the pricing. The other benefit is it's connected to the ice cream shot. Well, that's yeah. so, and I love that aspect of it because, you know, they have just a couple of desserts on the menu. However, you can tweak them with stuff from the ice cream parlor. So yeah. I love the brown, and I mentioned this, I think before in a show, but I love the brownie um, ice cream sundae thing. And I always get it with peanut butter sauce. And nice. um, only one time have I had a um, server tell me that they didn't have that. I was like, oh, no, you do. Yes, you're connected <laughs> to the ice cream parlor. Oh, you and do. And you can go right next door and go get that. I didn't say it that snottily. But I was Rachel's like, like, come here, let me show you where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it that snootily or snoot, uh, snottily or I don't know what the word is for that. But, um, yeah, so because I, I love my peanut butter with chocolate. So. Oh, me too, girl. I always get to the mint chocolate chip ice cream cone with the chocolate ears. They'll the go get it for ears, you. little chocolate ears, those are cute. Yeah, they'll go get it for you over there. I just like that it is connected to that. That is a bonus. And maybe I would stop in for a dessert or something. But it's going to be real tough to stop in there once my sandwich is gone. Because I'm the type of type of person when I find something that I really like it's hard for me to veer off of that item and when the item's gone it's just like what am I going to do now I'm very confused do y'all remember when there used to be a passporters Walt Disney World book yeah Yeah. it's it's still around right no I think they folded didn't they oh I don't know I don't know well, anyway, my, my favorite, one of my favorite me- memories with my son is actually published in the 2015 version of oh, that book. Oh, that's cool. I was just walking and they were playing the podcast or I was listening to one of the podcasts or something and they were like, you know, send us tips or something and you could win a $50 gift card. And next thing I knew, they had con- contacted me and I had this whole little story published in their book. So anyway, um, but basically the, the part of the story is um, Parker was terrified of fireworks and we were there for the 4th of July and he was too terrified to watch them. Um, he wouldn't even watch, you know, like on the 4th, even at home, he wouldn't watch them from the car or anywhere. And so um, we were able to book a last minute seating at 855 at the plaza And when I checked in at the podium, you know, I told him he was terrified, but we were hoping to sit in there and get to watch him at 10 o'clock. And so they explained that, you know, they, they were said, that'll be fine. Just wait. And they got us the best seat available to, so that we would be able to see them as well as we could. And that was my first time. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm going to cry. It was my first time to watch fireworks with Parker because he had never watched them before. He was terrified and he was three and so they were even cleaning up the restaurant. It, you know, everybody was gone except us. And they let us sit there. And he sat on my lap and watched the fireworks with me. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's my, I think that might be re- the main reason I love that restaurant so much. So anyways. That's a good reason to love it. Yeah, that's a good reason. Heck yeah. I got to, okay. my kids got to be uh, mayor of Main Street in that restaurant. And they got ribbons from the mayor. And oh. see, that guy always annoyed me. I know, I know, but it was so <laughs> cute. I filmed the whole thing. I couldn't I'm believe like, it. They were dressed like Anna and Elsa in their little costumes, and they got their ribbons. I loved it. 
I'm kidding. It didn't annoy me that much. But now the sandwich is gone, so it's like the magic's gone too. I, I will go back for the banana split because there are very few places where you can get a traditional old-fashioned banana split. Everybody else wants to make it super fancy. So Okay, I can see that. And you know what? I mean, like, I could get a burger. I don't know. I mean, it's still worth it to me. I, I don't really like going into quick services or quick service restaurants of the Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom restaurants like a, need some help. I mean, they do have they be our guests, but help. I mean, yeah. dude, why? Why can't we get some better restaurants there? Why are we getting all the Epcot restaurants? Yeah, maybe we're spoiled by Epcot, though. That that could be it. I don't know. I feel like they could be improving on this. Yeah, that that might be true. Speaking of Epcot, do you want to tell us a little something, Liza? Okay, so in Epcot, just a couple of stories that came out. They're not big stories, but Impressions to France does return, and it opened a beautifully remastered 4K video. I'm actually going to have to stop in and see it because it's getting really good reviews. The old movie, I did watch it the last time I was there with my mom and because she likes to go in there. So we went in there and it was kind of grainy and, you know, the footage was pretty old. So I really am glad that they went in and redid it. But now it's going to be sharing a stage with the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So I'm assuming that it's going to look a little different because the stage area is going to be there for a stage show. So I think it's worth a stop in, especially if you haven't been in there for a while. I think it might be worth it to go in there. And I do love the music in that movie. Do you guys ever watch that movie? Have you seen it in a while? No. I haven't seen it in years. I mean, years. No, I I saw it one time in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. That well, that's it. where it looks. That it looks like it was filmed then. So, uh-huh. and and so now it's supposed to be pretty clear. And I think it'd be cool to see Notre Dame in all of its glory. I'm so glad I got to see it before the fire happened because I yeah. was there like within six months of when that fire happened. So, I'm glad I got to see it. But they they have like really clear footage of it. So that's gonna be cool. And then another thing that's opening is the uh, Ratatouille character fountain is installed in Epcot in the France Pavilion. So it's like, it's getting closer. I'm so excited. The sign is up, the Gusto sign. Now we have the fountain. And I hear that from the Skyliner, you can see a lot more of it. That it's getting really close to being done. So it's super Liza, exciting. Where's, sorry, where's the fountain? It's you, like you know, where, you know where the new courtyard for the Red Tattooie ride is? That's no, where it is. I don't know where that's it's in back, the back. Right? It's mm-hmm. in the back. So it, do you walk around where like Sleeping Beauty yes. um, met and keep walking around that way? Yeah, yeah, almost by the water, and it's then in you like go a, in the back. Yeah, yeah, it's in like the, some new territory that we've never really been back there before, but now you, it's opened. You can see it from the gondola as you come into Epcot into that station really clearly. So you, do you walk around the side of those shops and walk around to there? You know, I've kind of wondered that because when you see it from up top, it it looks like it would be very congested. So Yeah. I don't I don't know. But I'm really excited about it because that pavilion looks like it's expanding so much uh, when you see it from the sky. And you can always tell that it, and it looks like it kind of winds back there. But now it, you, you're going to have so much to do in that pavilion now. I mean, it's got a ride. It's got a show, a movie. It's got several restaurants, a wonderful ice cream place. I mean, France is where it's at right now. 
You, you're biased. I might be slightly, but I'm just saying it is the pavilion. Everybody needs to step it up. The other pavilions yeah. need to step it up. And it they're, getting, they're getting two new restaurants, aren't they? Yes, they are. Mm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're getting all of this stuff. So they're getting the love right now. Viva la France. I love that pavilion because it's like you can walk back to the boulangerie and it's almost like you're walking in like those little, like the little, I mean, I've never been to France. I've been to Italy, you know, just like the little like narrow streets of like, you know, a, an old city. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Love it. I love it there. Oh yeah. I'm excited. Yes, me too. I'm really excited. I'm glad we're getting the, all of the stuff there. I just, now we need to just move it along and let's start, <laughs> let's start doing the other ones. Okay, Bridget, can you talk to us about some refurbishments that are taking place right now? Yep. So there's there's some stuff going on around Small World. So it looks like that the queue is undergoing some refurbishment. So they have like blue walls up um, around that outside standby queue. Ultimately, what they're doing is moving the entrance down towards the tangled bathrooms. And that is expected to be completed by spring of 2020. So there's a temporary standby and fast pass entrance together in the same location. So you just have to be mindful of that when you're going um, to ride Small World. People Mover looks like that there's there's some support beams um, that the decorative paint has been removed from because of the refurbishments going on in Tomorrowland, and um, they're ta- they're removing the galactic starport theming. So it looks like People Mover is actually going to go back to its original white design. Okay. Yeah, I think that's kind of nice to go back yeah, to. Yeah, I like was. that too. Yeah, makes a little more, blends a little bit better, I think. Yeah, I'm really interested because I don't really remember that. It's been a long time, I think. I mean, I feel like it's been a while. I feel like it's been quite it. a while too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember when they redid it to all those purples and kind of galactic y looking Tony, colors. Tony, do you remember? Jeez, I don't know. Huh. This is a good time it for seems Alexa. Like, it seems like it's I been know. that way for a really <laughs> Alexa. long time. Yeah. Yes. Alexa. Oh, wait, I know. Yeah. Siri. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, can I just say something? My can Siri you? is an Australian man, and I don't think he understands my accent. Because when I go to call Liza, he never understands unless I say, Liza. Oh. Call <laughs> Liza. Well, so, you know, it's one of those names. Yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. I'm like, why do I have to say it that way? But that's the only way he gets it. Well, I don't know. My kids think it's funny that I have that. Can I have Morgan Freeman? No, because if you could, I would. I know. That's what I want. I want Morgan Freeman to answer my my questions. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the best. Yeah, Suri just, she doesn't know everything sometimes. And it really aggravates me. My Siri ignores me a lot. My, it's the accent. You need but. to change that. No, I can. I'm kind of used to it. Okay. So. <laughs> and sometimes he's a little fresh. He'll be like, hey, Siri. And he'll go, yes. <laughs> like he's mad. You know, have you ever noticed that? I don't think I don't that's know. fresh, though. Mocking. I think that's just like aggravated. <laughs> the new Tomorrowland was updated in 1994. Oh, thank you. Okay. okay. That's why I don't remember oh, it. It's hold on one second. Hello, the new Tomorrowland was updated in 1994. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. Right. Governor. Mate. Governor. The bloody Tomorrowland updated. 
94. That's why I don't remember it. It's been a while. Well, you know, they, they always seem to change little things like that from time to time. I, I'm, I'm never sure exactly why, but I guess they just figured. Did somebody walk by and was like, you know what? This used to be white. Let's make it white again. What do you think? Like they get interior designers coming around, just deciding to change color schemes. You know what's interesting is like when they got like sort of those hipster Imagineers and they decided to go back to like a lot of the retro stuff. So you do see some of, you know, mm-hmm. with the T-shirts and stuff. And that's the whole Orange Bird thing. Like they brought that back. Yeah. Um, now they so, got the new but, like the 74 Spirit jerseys for Magic Kingdom. That's like the original <laughs> logo. Spirit jerseys are the worst. I think we've all agreed that we hate Spirit jerseys. Have we? Didn't we? I thought we. Oh no, that was me. And I, I don't really that. understand or them. I've got to be honest. As Siri says. Yeah. Um, I don't like them. I think they're really unflattering. Yeah. Why do they call them spirit jerseys? Because your spirit is lost once you put one on. <laughs> your spirit is crushed. <laughs> you pretty much give. You gave up. You know. I don't know. They're just not flattering. Even if you have like a great, you know, shape, you put on a spirit jersey and suddenly it's like. Well, it is a frump. It is a frumpy look. It's not really a body accentuating thing. It's just like, hey, I got got the flu. I need to go to the urgent care. That's the look that you're getting in the the spirit jersey. It kind of is. I agree. But no one asked us. No. You know what? I wonder if they have like fashion designer imagineers uh, well i don't know but i saw the cutest star wars dress there the other day yep. um somebody posted a picture of the star wars dress in studios and it was so cute I, it had Do you like you think it was disney designed or was it one of those other companies it looked like it was in the store because you know how they're doing these retro dresses for sale there right and i think it was one of those and it was super cute Huh. And that's I interesting. Thought, that's cute. Like, I would almost wear that. Yeah. Except then people would have to tell you what you were wearing. Yeah. No, it was like, the white helmet, guys. Oh. <laughs> the white helmet, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some white, shiny helmet, guys. That was on the skirt, and then the top was black. And it was really cute. But I love those little retro dresses. Like, I always want to get one, but then I think... I'll never wear this in public. That's the problem with a lot of, I mean, if we're digressing here, I do think that's a lot of the problem with a lot of things that you buy at Disney, including those Dooney bags. I mean, like they're adorable at Disney, but then you get them at home and you're like, I don't know how I feel about Yeah, this. Am I really right. walking around with the Cheshire cat smiling yes. at my everybody? I have program. a little one, like it's a crossbody and I just yeah. got Disney because that's what I like to wear at Disney, like a crossbody. Yeah, so yeah. Really for like the summer a little bit, but not all the time. And then I have a wallet. Well, the I, wallet's you know. okay because the wallet wallets are wallet. I mean, they're fine. I, I would do a Disney the wallet, wallet is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah to pop it in and out, and I've gotten good. Comp- I've gotten a lot of compliments on it actually. Yeah, the wallet's a great buy. Like, just yeah. get the wallet's perfect. But the big um, overstated bags, yeah. Eh, if you're not twelve, I don't know. I, like they're when you know what it is. It's like you go into those stores and you're like, oh my god, that is so cute. And it you is get, cute. You get like sucked into everything Disney, and then you come home and you're like. Well, how am I going to use this? It's an emotional <laughs> purchase. Well, it is an emotional those, purchase. Those bags are expensive. So they're expensive. like three hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. I remember 
someone we all know had one. And I remember thinking, you don't have a good handbag. What if you have to go to court or a funeral? Every woman should have a practical handbag. And she had these doonies. And I was like, you can't take that to a funeral. Or to court. Or <laughs> yes. You never know when you're going to end up in court. That's all I'm saying. I guess Especially not. if you drive like I do. Just... <laughs> hey, I just looked up where Spirit Jersey started from. Okay. Yes. Oh, good. So the pits of hell. The company that started them said we created them to give people a new way to express themselves with what they wear. The classic Spirit Jersey is an oversized football jersey style shirt made with heavy cotton fabric. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Yeah, right. we've, we've, we noticed because, uh, like I said. They're very heavy. Yeah, because it's cold in the urgent care. And when you get the <laughs> flu, I mean, you need some fabric. Wait a minute. Wait a What? <laughs> I just feel like that is something that you would wear if you've got the flu. You have to go to urgent care. Yeah. You really don't care about your appearance at that point. <laughs> like, I guess I'll throw on this Walt Disney I, World 74. I do, not, I do not find them attractive. I just don't know what it is about them, but I just think they're just the worst. Well, I, really I don't do. have much fashion sense, but I don't find them as appalling as you all do. But around, I mean, I feel like you see them a lot on college, started with sports more than Disney. And I think yeah. Disney just piggybacked on it because, you know, we up here in Arkansas, you'd find them with razorbacks across the back of it. Mm. Oh, really? See, I didn't know where they started from. Yeah, because spirit jersey, it was a football jersey. And so, and basically, and, you know, on football teams, regular jerseys they have it on their back but instead they just made it extremely huge across the back and like you would see states in different places i saw it for a couple years before disney ever had it okay they're especially unflattering from behind i don't care how thin you are it looks like you've got an extra 20 pounds going on but i don't think they're made to be flattering they're just meant to be comfy Mm. that's why you wear it to the urgent care you wear it to the urgent care. That's a good point. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear it to clean my basement. I no, guess you would, because that's a perfect basement cleaning outfit. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> I don't clean the basement. That's what I have kids for. Um, yeah, no. I, do you I just, even it, own a sweatshirt, Chris? I do. I've got. It's like touching me right now. It's like near me, just in case it gets cold. I mean, you know, I don't have any fashion sense in winter. I don't know what to do in winter. So, like right now, we're having our four weeks of winter and I, I'm just wearing like, you know, not a spirit Jersey, but close. So a lot of things at Disney, I feel like are emotional purchases. So you're not really thinking it through. It's just like, you're caught up in the moment. You're caught up in the Disney bubble and you're feeling your childhood again. And the millennials, especially, I feel like they have this childhood connection that they, they, they really react to it and I mean mm-hmm. we do too though because like Orange Bird I really liked that stuff I think it's the cutest right. thing ever and and when I see something with it it's like oh I want it you know yeah so I mean good on you Disney because they know how to make the money well I see what you're saying okay all right on that note okay so getting us a little bit back on topic Tony, can you talk to us about golf and running? Two things I know nothing about, unless it's running away from a spirit jersey. There you go. Well, spirit jerseys are kind of sports related. So in the sports vein, they uh, are. we have these two stories about uh, Club Run Disney uh, is the first one. So uh, as we all know, over the past, uh, what, 10 years, running has become very popular at uh, Walt Disney World uh, with their race weekends. And Disney has finally found a way to capitalize on that. 
and they have created Club Run Disney, uh, which is a uh, membership uh, club, and there are three different levels. Um, so the club is going to you're going to be able to purchase your memberships beginning February 18th. The membership begins October 1st and will run through September 30th of 2021. The first level membership is silver, and that uh, sells at $265.43. That does include tax. What you're going to get with that is a member package, a welcome package, a jacket, a club, a run Disney magnet, and a membership card, along with tier one pricing for um, all Disney run Disney events. You're going to get uh, an exclusive 2020 club run Disney virtual 10 K in October. And then you're going to get the club run Disney designation on your race bib. Uh, if you go for the gold membership, which is $478 and 63 cents, you will get everything in the silver membership. Um, and, but you will also get a guaranteed opportunity to purchase one spot in a half marathon or greater distance each race weekend, uh, via early registration. And the final level of membership is Platinum Membership, which is $798.43. That includes everything from the Gold Membership, uh, as well as uh, Club Run Disney Expo Experience, which includes um, a special lounge for packet pickup, early access to the Run Disney merchandise shop with a character meet-and-greet opportunity, and upgraded corral placement. So if you are a uh, runner, you, know, you might be interested in this. Uh, I'm not a runner, uh, unless I'm running to the buffet. Um, so, thank you. So I will not. Uh, I will not be joining. Um, I'm also not a golfer, uh, but Disney has expanded their Golf Players Club, which has actually been exist in existence since 2013. Um, but coming in 2020, they have uh, modified this program to include levels. Uh, and since the silver, gold, and platinum level works so good for uh, Club Run Disney, they're using the same plan for the uh, golf membership. The silver membership is priced at $29 a month or prepaid at $319 a year. Uh, you get the, abili uh, the ability to book reservations up to four days in advance. You get access to practice facilities, one large basket of balls per day on the range, complimentary instructional clinics, discounts on food, drink, and merchandise, and additional range balls. The gold membership gives you everything from the silver membership, as well as walk-up availability within 15 to 45 minutes for open tea times, bonus morning access times at special rates, one additional large basket of balls per day, two complimentary guest clinic passes every month, and a $5 discount on all Players Club events. The final level is the platinum membership, which is $69 a month or prepaid at $759 a year. This includes everything from the gold membership as well as unlimited buckets of range balls, two additional complimentary clinic guest passes every month, three guest rounds of golf per month at the same rate, and a complimentary play at Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course after 12 p.m. daily. If you would like more information on this program, you can go to golfwdw.com slash players dash club. Tony, is there a membership for the putt-putt? Uh, there is no putt-putt membership okay. at this time. And for those of us in the north, putt-putt uh, is also known as mini-golf. Okay. Yeah, we call it putt-putt around here. We Yankees call it mini-golf. Yep, it's mini-golf. Okay. 
Well, as a golfer, I can tell you golfing is really expensive to go and uh, buy tea times to places. So if you're like a real serious golfer in the area, this might be something that would interest someone that's not that far, you know, that goes a lot. But I can't see like visitors wanting to do this, you know, I mean, unless they're going a lot, but I just. No, I, I, I agree with you. I see the running program having a lot more. Uh, membership to you know casual visitors but golfing's a destination thing you know yeah. and, and you know very rarely do i book a family uh where the husband's going golfing while the wife is taking the kids to the park i mean it happens but it's very rare i i do that i mean i have i have several times where they wanted to say it's saratoga because of the golf resort and i've had actually have somebody going now that the husband's gonna go play golf and I had to look up different golf tee times and try to figure out how much it is. But I don't book it. But, but you know, I, yeah, I think if you live around there, then maybe that is something that you would want to look into. It still seems a little pricey to me. But they do have really good golf courses there. Yes, they do. I do think it's kind of a great idea as far as the running goes, like to make these more readily available I mean, granted, there's a price, but I think a lot of people would pay that price. We get a lot of requests. Do you have bibs? No, I don't. I don't have them. I don't know anyone who does necessarily. So I think this makes it easier for people to, you know, to get those. So yeah, there are people that run are like serious about their yeah. running. Now, people that golf yeah. are serious about golfing too, but I feel like there's a lot of runners. I'll never understand the running because I have varicose veins and I'm not trying to get another one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can't. If they had elliptical races, that would be great. Yeah. Liza, I'm into fitness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fitness, fitness, whole pizza in my belly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just kept thinking, like, if they had some sort of Segway racing or, I don't know. I guess that a would Segway really... would be awesome. Have you ever done a Segway? No, I'm so jealous that you did. Yes. So, yeah. did you go on that, Tony? I, I did the Segway tour in Epcot. What, did, was I with you that time? No, no. I, I went with my in-laws back in okay. 2010. Ah. Oh, you were with, you were, we were together for that? Yeah, we were. Oh yeah. my gosh. How fun was that? Yeah. I mean, Why did they take it away? There, there could have been some tragedies on that thing. You all. know what? I mean, it was not, it was not easy. I have to say, like you, when you think about it, you're like, oh, I can handle that. No. It's Where did not. you all do it? In Epcot? We did it in Epcot as part of like an agency thing. Like I think like maybe 10 of us all went. And the nice thing was that it was totally empty, you know, because the World Showcase hadn't opened yet, which was good because, you know, not everyone was as, as you know, adept at doing this. And, you know, I think Bridget and I did okay because as short people, our center of gravity is lower. But if you're a taller person, a Segway is a much more of a challenge. So, but I think, yeah, they got rid of it. Do they still have it at Fort Wilderness? I don't think so. I'm well, sure there were all kinds of issues involved. No, I know what happened. So, what? The, so Disney was sued. <gasps> and there's what? a lawsuit. And because people were suing to be able to ride them in the parks. Uh, and Disney said, no, you can't have that. And they're because, because of my disability, I can't walk. And I right. want to ride the Segway places. And so to no, they just had to make a rule: no segways in the park. Period. Yeah, that would have been bad. Oh gosh, because those things are a little bit. I feel like they would be a little more. 
they would be oh, you could faster. They would be faster yeah. than the ECVs that are there. And so it would be an issue with people getting bumped into people having to move all the time. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, there's there's just no way. I mean, people have a hard enough time not running into a scooter, you know, and those are pretty easy to manage. Um, I can't imagine a Segway. I, I personally, yeah, no, it's bad. I did a Segway tour in San Antonio. My girlfriend and I did. And that was a riot. We went through by the Alamo. We went through the um, the market area. We went all over. And I, I felt like I was on Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know, because he goes did, to Alamo. But yeah. did, did, they let, did they let you take it into the basement of the Alamo? <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> we did not. But... It was wild because you don't, there's not like a break on You just lean back to stop. Oh, right. I've never done it. I'm so jealous. Oh, it was right, but you can't like over, you can't overcompensate where you get, you get all your center of gravity gets all messed up. Yes. Yeah. So we were just going through downtown San Antonio and it was a little terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a blast too. But I was sore afterwards because you're mm-hmm. using your muscles to stabilize yourself. Um, so I, I just pulled it up. I see it's still at Fort Wilderness. Really? Huh. That yeah. must be okay since it's not in a park. Yes, they kept that one because of that. Is it so? Yeah. It's a Segway tour in Fort Wilderness. No, Go we're wild. not doing that. Go <laughs> <laughs> wild on two wheels at Fort Wilderness. Is oh, wow. They offered at eight thirty and eleven thirty today. It was oh available. my gosh! Oh. I'm so ready to do it. And you know what? I would do that with you. Thank you. You get 30 minutes of instruction and practice time and you're, you know, outfitted with a helmet and electronic earpiece. And after a brief video and some pointers, uh, you go out there on the outdoors on the training course. It's a two hour circuit that includes stops at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Tricircle D Ranch and Bay Lake. Do you remember having a little headset? I just remember kind Mm -mm. of following the lady around. Yeah, I just remember those little hats that looked like a, like had like a pill on the top of my head. And then they took our picture together, and we just looked yes. like idiots. Like I we, still have that picture. I'm standing at the side. My I've got this helmet on, and my hair is all poofed out. It's not a good look. <laughs> I'm sure terrible. you looked good. You always oh looked my good, God. Bridget. Terrible. Stop it. terrible. No, you always look good. Ridiculous. <laughs> To do the one at Fort Wilderness, you've got to be over the age of 16. You can only weigh between 100 and 250 pounds, and it's $90. Well, I'm out because I'm only 90 pounds, so there you go. (laughs) I'm out. I'm 15. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'd still do it. Yeah, no, it's really fun. So, Liza's got some news about character meals. Yeah. Liza. Yes, I do, and I wish it was some really great news, but it's kind of going to sting a little bit. So the bad news is, if you're planning character dining in Walt Disney World, prices have increased just a skosh, a couple bucks here and there. So it's not too, too bad, but it has um, at Ohana's, Chef Mickey's, 1900 Park Fair, Cape May Cafe, you guys, I know you love that. Yay! Storybook Dining at Arnest Point. So that one, and then the Magic Kingdom, it went up at the Crystal Palace, and at Epcot, it went up to Akershush and Garden Grill, 
And then at Hollywood Studios, Hollywood and Vine, and Animal Kingdom, it was a Tusker house. So children's prices really were the ones that increased more because it increased by 3 to $4, depending wow. on the location. Uh, and adults, it didn't increase as, you know, $1 to $2, so, which isn't too bad. But when you're adding it up with the children's meals, I mean, if it was $4 extra, I mean, that could, you could feel that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what are some of the prices, Liza? Because I'm thinking the kids' meals were already a little pricey for a kid who wasn't going to eat much. Yeah. When, well, I think so, too, especially, like, at the buffets. I mean, well, at all of these places. What kind of prices are we talking about here? How much of an increase? Okay. So if you're talking about Ohana for dinner, a child is $26. So if we went four dollars up thirty dollars yeah there you go thanks for it's crazy but it's thirty dollars for a child now and ohana at what at which restaurant ohana yeah ohana's breakfast is thirty dollars no 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 the dinner if it's breakfast, it was $20 for a child, so it would go up to $24 for a child. And what's the child cost for the dining plan? Okay, so at a, the dining that? plan, if you're talking about the standard dining plan, the middle one, it's they're twenty seven ninety eight yeah. a day for a child. So if you're doing the math on that, I mean, honestly, it's going to so save you money if you're doing character dining. Mm-hmm. to get the dining plan it's almost not even worth it to not get it if you're doing all of these character meals because if they're going to increase now i have a suspicion that this dining plan is going to go up really soon yeah mm-hmm. i don't want to i'm sure it will it will go it's up it's gonna go months. up it, will it go always up. goes up in in january anyway i i'm surprised we haven't seen it happen yet yeah it hasn't happened yet but i have a feeling that it will um but i feel like right now for the $27.98 for a kid's uh, standard dining plan, I, that's a good deal, I think, right now. Um, it is. If they don't I go mean, up too, too much, I think it would still be a good deal. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, you're, that kid is getting two snacks and they're getting a table service and a quick service. Yes. So if you're taking the Ohana for dinner and it's $30, well, we've already paid for them for that day because then they're getting their snacks and they're getting their quick service as well. Yes, it doesn't so, even make sense. It is worth it, yeah. Well, yeah, and then the adults is seventy five forty nine, and so for Ohana for dinner, an adult is forty six dollars, but it went up to forty eight dollars. So you've got seventy five dollars or forty eight dollars for one meal. I mean, it just it is kind of pricey for an adult, but it just really honestly depends on where you eat too. I mean, if you're eating at, well, in 1900 Park Fair isn't as, well, the adult's $47 and the child is $31 now. So I don't know, you guys. It You really have to do the math. That's why I do have this spreadsheet laid out where you can see like, okay, I'm really interested in this character meal. How much is it going to be? Like Chef Mickey's. Well, it's now going to be $34 for a child to eat there and it's $52 for an adult to eat there for dinner mm-hmm. at Chef Mickey's. You can wave your napkin and money's going to be flinging out of it. You can wave your napkin <laughs> and you get extra stuff. You can fling, fling that money around. I just, I, it's a lot. It's a lot of money, and I feel like if you want to do character dining every every few days or several times within your trip, I would do the math on this and just see if it's going to make sense. Well, don't they say that generally speaking, like unless if you're not doing character meals, it's really not worth it. 
Yeah. But most people do it anyway, just for the convenience. Mm -hmm. I always tell clients that if, when they ask if it's worth it, I say, if you're, if you're doing even, you know, two or three character dining meals, then especially with kids and several kids, like if they have three kids, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Just because they are, they're so expensive for kids and they don't eat that. They don't even come close. No, they don't. It's ridiculous. No. You're like, really? Because if you're coming out of pocket $32 and my kids got a couple French fries and they ate two nuggets and then they just want to go straight to the dessert bar, I'm going to feel like I got ripped off. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not my fault or their fault. It's just the way that it is. So whenever I get the dining plan, I don't feel that. It's almost right. like, you know, it's an all inclusive at that point because you're just like Mm -hmm. it's a one price I've already paid it it's over I'm done I have a problem with the fact that you've got to pay adult pricing but you know you can't get an alcoholic drink for an 11 year old right (laughs) yet you're charging them the adult you let your 11 year old drink what kind of a mother are you yeah (laughs) I thought I want them to drink but I don't think they should have to pay the adult price if they can't I just like let them sleep well (laughs) <laughs> I I literally just had that conversation with a, a new client yesterday because she's traveling with two 12-year-olds. And um, I said, there's alcohol in the dining plant, but they can't get it if they're kids. And she was like, well, how was that fair? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I said, they could get a shake, but yeah, no. Yeah. Well, he's going to eat, like, because we had the free dining last year and we haven't done dining in a while. And Nick was like, he he was eating on the adult plan, but he actually ate a lot of the kids' meals because he doesn't eat all the stuff that's on those adult menus. And he said to me at one point, he's like, don't get this thing again. He's like, this is way too much food. Oh, my gosh. That's like, so funny. Oh he's such an old man. I know. I was like, all right, well, I'll put you in charge. How's that? Yeah, because I have a problem with it because my kids are really small for their age, and they don't eat a ton of food. They just don't. I could bit yeah. buy one entree for them and they can split it and still have food left over most of the time so when I'm not on the dining plan it's like they split stuff and then they're done they don't need they just don't eat that much yeah. and so it's just not worth it to me most of the time but well again it's worth it if you're getting all those character meals but I mean yes, you know the not everybody wants different. to do that character yeah. meals excluded now last time we just did one character meal and then that was it you know and I felt like that was fine because the rest of the time we didn't because we didn't have the dining plan so we just split things and did it and we probably saved a lot of money doing it like that but if you're going to do multiple character meals yes for sure mm-hmm. I do have to say one thing when we were down for Christmas now my friend Alicia or as Surrey prefers Alesha as he likes to call her my friend Alicia had kept saying, you have to get the dining plan. It's Christmas. There's going to be, you know, a surcharge for your meals, but there's not a surcharge if you're on the dining plan. So get it. Well, I did the numbers and I just said, it doesn't make sense. So we get down there and everything is so expensive. And I know what these things cost, but I couldn't deal with it. So like every time even one person in our, in our family would be like, I don't think I'm going to make it to dinner. I'd be like, cancel. We only ate out like three times while we were down there, like in a sit down place because it wasn't paid for. If things had been paid for, I would have been eating some pretty great meals. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I yeah. just felt like 
I just felt like, and I kind of regretted it. I thought to myself, you know, maybe next year I'll get the dining plan because then I can go ahead and just justify everything instead of going, yeah, bacon on a stick for Christmas Eve dinner. That works. Yeah, because you, you add it up in your head and you start doing yeah. math. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, uh, do I want that? And sometimes yeah. I really want something, but it's super expensive. And I'm like, nah, right. I don't, you know what? I'll be okay. I'll just get this. But if I'm on the dining plan, I'm not feeling like I'm sacrificing that. And I'm not right. taking it's my wallet true. out every, every right. time. You've already paid for it. You might as well eat it. And it, and it wasn't like I was starving everybody, but like one of my kids would be <laughs> like one night Kevin and Thomas were at Universal and nobody could really get back to, for dinner without really hurrying. And I'm like, I'll just cancel it. You know, no big deal. I, I wouldn't have done it. If we had been on the dining plan, I would have been threatening Kevin with bodily harm to get down I-4 and get back to Disney World so we could eat it you know, Ohana or wherever it was. So I don't know. I, I need to try the dining plan again so I can see how it works for us. And also I have to say with a teenager that likes to go out on his own and we don't see him, it would be nice to have those quick service meals so that, you know, he could get, I mean, he gets whatever he wants, but you know, I don't even know what he spends, you know, yeah, I mean, it would be helpful. Band. For yeah, him, yeah. Then, you know, and he's not a wasteful kid. Like he's very cautious about what he spends, much more so than his parents, frankly. But um, you know, still it would kind of be nice because the quick service point. meals are really expensive. Yeah, they they really are. I mean, when you guys are talking about seventeen dollars for a burger, I mean, just think about that. And let it sink in. I mean, that's yeah. that's a, mm-hmm. that's a good amount of money for a burger. It is. You know. A lot, so I can buy a box of frozen patties at Sam's Club for less than that. That's all. I'm yeah, thinking. but you can't cook them in your room. What are you going to do? Cook them on that? Um, no, uh, I don't cook. <laughs> Let's just be real. I'm not trying you to cook, cook anything. See, this is what drives me crazy about you because you can actually cook. You just you just say you can't. So mm, you can I don't cook. want to. How about that? It's awful. Yeah. Well, there's a difference there. Okay. So, okay. Speaking of cooking, Tony, you have a story about a spork. That's right. When uh, Galaxy's Edge first opened out in Disneyland, they were serving, uh, they were using sporks in Docking Bay 7. Um, You know, sporks are fork-like spoons that have tines, but they're shaped like, uh, they're they're more round like a spoon. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were kind of space-age, they were metal, they had a little funky design element to them. And uh, people started stealing them. So the first thing they cut was, uh, they cut out the spork and brought in regular silverware. Well, Disney has capitalized upon uh, the people's love of the spork, and they have now brought it back uh, <laughs> to Docking Bay 7 in uh, Disneyland as a purchasable souvenir. So for the cost of ten ninety nine, you can have your very own spork with a storage bag uh, that has the word spork written on it in Arabesh language. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So welcome but back, spork. A- cheap souvenir i kind of like that it is it's a it's a nice little memento um i'm not going to get you know a a serving uh six uh six pieces for for my my table because i'm not spending uh 70 on sporks but i I wouldn't mind having one sport gate 2020 so funny story when i was in the army there was a lieutenant who was indecisive and everyone called him spork (laughs) Lieutenant Spork. Spoiler, that wasn't me. That's really funny. 
He's indecisive. Are you spoon or fork? Make up your mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually got to use those and I thought they were cute, but they certainly weren't worth stealing. I mean, it was just a cheap spork. So yeah, that's well, somebody, really somebody thought they were worth stealing. Do you know what's interesting too about docking bay seven is that there's never a line there. And I love docking bay seven because I think if you actually go in there, it's some of the best quick service food on property. Um, but I'm worried that people aren't just gonna, they're gonna have to close it and like have like, you know, galactic nuggets or something because I don't know that they're doing a brisk business. That's just my little. That's just your bucko five on it. That is my bucko five on it. <laughs> oh, I have a little news story here. And mine is about, of course, my obsession, Galaxy's Edge. And I guess Disney is doing a lot of surveys asking people how they want to board Rise of the Resistance. Do they want fast passes? Do they want some sort of modified boarding group? And that kind of leads me. And we, we did record a show on this topic about strategies. Unfortunately, Disney keeps changing things, so we really need to update it before we put it out and have people, you know, coming at us with pitchforks if we're wrong. But uh, Bridget has a little bit of a, a news story on fast pass changes at Hollywood Studios, and they do kind of impact how you're approaching Galaxy's Edge as well. Yes. So when I, this came out, I was first I was I was worried, and then I got really excited. So. Originally, it came out that um, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run was going to be open for fast passes. Now, if you're familiar with the previous fast pass system um, in Hollywood Studios, it's broken into two tiers. Your tier one attractions were Slinky Dog, um, Aliens for Link Saucers, Toy Story, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster. And then my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, now they're adding Smuggler's Run to this. There's like nothing left because tier two was um, like the Frozen Sing-Along, Indiana Jones, Muppet Vision, things that you didn't really need fast passes for. Not the, They weren't the big headliners. Um, but it turns out that what they're doing is actually taking a lot of those good um, attractions and putting them down to Tier 2. So now your Tier 1 choices are just two choices, which is Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Slinky Dog Dash. And then your Tier 2 choices are going to be Toy Story Mania, Alien Swirling Saucers, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, and then all the shows, um, Fantasmic, uh, and things of that nature. And um, what they're saying is, since there's only two Tier 1 choices, I guess there's probably a very good chance that they will most likely be gone by the time maybe you would go to get them if, you know, didn't get them on your um, 60th day for fast your Fast Passes. If both of those choices are gone, then you can choose three from the tier twos. So, I I mean, I think this is a good thing because they're taking a lot of those headliners and now putting them back into tier two and giving more options. Because I think before it was, I mean, it was like. There was they, nothing. It was not. It was, <laughs> yeah. it, it was like, it was actually depressing. Right. <laughs> Honestly. So, this is much better, I think. I think it's going to be a, a much better experience throwing something into the mix. What are they going to do when the runaway railway opens? Oh, uh, I think that'll be tier two. That's going to be a tier one, I think. Oh, totally I think it's tier, tier one. two. You tier think one. so? Oh, yeah. If they've only got the two, why wouldn't they add a third in there? Oh, that's yeah. Point. They're going to you do know. it. That's for like people that don't care about Star Wars. 
I think the initial, there's going to be a lot of initial interest in it, but I mean, I guess we'll have to see how good it is. Yeah, it's, it might be like amazing, and then everybody I've heard wants it's fantastic. It. I have too. Yeah, I'm excited. It's Mickey. You know, it's like Mickey Mouse. Right. That's the man. Yeah, I heard the ride engineering is really cool. Yeah, the, so. I mean, the description of the ride sounds amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm excited. I get to go in the theater again and check it out. I'm really excited about it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's gonna? What do you think it's gonna do to fast passes? I mean. I think it's I think it's a good it's a smart move. Oh, it's really a smart move. Mm-hmm. The the question is which one do you pick? Right. Well, exactly. It just depends on what you like. But I think there are plenty of people who like both, and to mm-hmm. them, I would say pick Slinky Dog because you can do standby or a single rider on Millennium Falcon. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. If you have older kids. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? They're pretty accommodating on Millennium Falcon. Like they will, we we were, I've done it, the standby a few times. And every time when somebody with us has said, not just with a kid, but like two adults who maybe want to ride together, mm-hmm. they've said, oh, you want to ride together? We'll stand off to the side. And then they've let us go ahead. Oh, in the single rider? In the single rider line. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's I don't good. think they would do it with like a group of six, but I think if you've right. got just like two people or particularly if you have a kid, because my youngest son looks pretty young for 12 and they let us go together. Like they, in fact, they didn't even ask. They, or they didn't even ask if that was important. They were just like, oh, you two can go together. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I think, I think for, for, for the most part, everything is pretty well organized in the queue there, whether it's single rider or the standby line. One of the things that does concern me, though, is if you are waiting for single rider, I've noticed that they sometimes close that line down. So I don't know what the reasoning behind that is, if the standby line is just too long or what. But I think overall, I would would totally do single rider there. Unless I wanted to be a pilot. But Does that make a difference? Oh, yeah. If you want to be a pilot, they're, you know, because people, so you have people coming one way and they're in the regular queue. They're going to obviously get those because they give out the pilot and then the gunners and then the engineer in that order. Mm. And so if you're, you know, first in line on the standby side, you're going to get the pilot, uh, the two um, little cards for that. And then if they have leftovers, then they're going to give you the engineer, which nobody wants. Gotcha. Um, I was lucky, like one time some lady didn't want it. And she's like, do you just want this? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it's too much responsibility. For the side. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I mean, I think for some people, they think it's a lot of responsibility. And it, it, to an extent it is. I mean, like you can kind of mess up a ride, but not a lot. So, right. Yeah, I didn't like the pilot seat. You didn't like it? Yeah. I'll be that the gunner. Well, and then you get to really kind of enjoy the ride more because you get to watch it. Whereas, you know, it's like, I don't know, like, I think if there's some responsibility, like, I think the view is better from the second and third row. It's so much better from the back. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Okay, so I rode it and I was a gunner, but it was so bouncing. I had to look at my feet. What's the view of? I mean, I didn't even see it. Oh, you're just, (laughs) okay. You know what it looks like? Did you see the solo movie? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that scene where he, they're escaping? 
he and the girl, I can't remember her name. I love that movie, by the way. But he and the girl, are, Han Solo and the girl are escaping. And they're going through that little area and the little vehicle. It's kind of like that, you know. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of it is like that. It felt like that movie. So that is what you're seeing. So it did make you a little sick. Oh, I couldn't handle I had to look at my feet. Okay. Just so you know, Rise of the Resistance is in no way comparable to that. You will not feel bad in Rise of the Resistance. Well, and I didn't like the gun thing. I have to where you just push up. All I'm doing is pushing a button. If I'm going to be a gunner, by golly, give me one of those guns that they use on the Millennium Falcon. Well, and I agree with you because it does feel like you're not really doing anything. You're not doing anything. And you can just hold the button and it will do it the whole time. You don't even have to push it. Well, and I do know that like different people get different scores, but I don't know necessarily what they're doing. And I really like when I've done it, I I can't really tell. I don't understand why they didn't give you the guns like in the, in the movie, you know, like some, like a, like one of those Gatlin guns where you hold on to two sides and just like that. Yeah. No, that would be awesome actually. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know, because I didn't see them pushing any button like I had to push in that deck thing. That that annoyed me. <laughs> I yeah. did not like that. Um, but anyway, that's okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can tell I'm using Slinky Dog. I don't care if I ever write that thing again. <laughs> I would go through the queue just to see the Wookiee chest and that, but um, I, I would recommend using your Fast Pass for Slinky Dog. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to tell you, you will not have the same experience in Rise of the Resistance. So please don't not do it. No, I'm going to do it. I'm okay. excited. I, right. I've got it circled on my calendar in April. So That's good. <laughs> Want to talk about spirit jerseys again? <laughs> Rise of the Resistance, the spirit jersey. Oh, my gosh. You know, well, no, they really can't. They can't sell them on, what is it called, Tony? On Planet? On Planet. Correct. On planet. Oh my gosh. You I know, guess jerseys weren't like a thing, you know. No. They were saying like many suns to you or morning sun. Bright sun. Bright, Bright sun. Bright Do you know sun. what? I was like, stop. I can't even take this. So like as soon as, as soon as Mandy, friend of the show, got her cast member preview, she sent me a text. I'll never. And it was like, bright sun. She was so excited. She kept doing that for like quite a while afterward. She's like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fantastic land. Everyone will love it. Even people who don't like Star Wars, but they'll only go once, I think. So it's so innocuous. It is innocuous. (laughs) All right. So if that was a before the show thing, you'd had to be there. Um, Okay. All right. I'm going to turn this over to Tony to close out the show. All right. Thank you, Chris. As always, the Mouse and More is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. If you're thinking about getting away to a Disney destination or any destination for that matter, reach out to Main Street and More and let Chris connect you with the right agent for your needs. Learn a little bit more about the agency and its uh, agents at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on our Facebook group, The Mouse and More Podcast. On behalf of Chris, Liza, Bridget, and Rachel, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. That's the news. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow.